being that I'm kind of even learning about Jesus of how do I even in the midst of my pain allow him into the places that maybe I don't feel like he should maybe come in. I'm Susan Goss, and as a seasoned therapist of more than 15 years, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to gain so much wisdom from so many people and love passing that knowledge on to others. So join me and some of my favorite friends as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to the Tangible Truth Podcast, everyone. We're so glad you joined us again because now we're on part two of Emotion and we have um, Megan Jones back with us. Hey, Megan. Hey, listeners. Hey, Susan. Hey, Megan. I'm so excited about part two, aren't you? Yes. I'm excited to to start this one off. I know because we're going to be talking about emotions with God. Mm. That's a. This is going to be a fun one. I know we're going to be basically talking about a worldview, biblical worldview, if you will, on emotion, speaking emotion or emotional connection, however we're going to word that, uh, with God. And it should be a, a great podcast. We know that everyone has a different family of origin. We're all raised differently. So yes. you probably have a, we all have different worldviews and biblical worldviews and raised in different denominations and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to talk about it in a way based out of Scripture, and I'm actually going to pull from Psalm 139 uh, because I was talking to Megan about it. You and I had been talking before the podcast that in Psalm 139 it says, I already know what's on your tongue before you say it. So that implies transparency and honesty. Yes. Yeah. And with God, you can't shock him. (laughs) So you can't shock God no matter what emotion comes out of your mouth. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that. Uh There's freedom in that, right? There's a lot of freedom and honesty. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's certainly what we as therapists are, are trying to... Um, solicit, if you will, from our clients, Mm -hmm. because that's where freedom, as you just said, comes from. Mm -hmm. And maybe somebody, uh, just like our clients come from different family of origins, we find that in family of origins and families that they came from, some never had an emotional language. Mm -hmm. They don't they don't know how to speak from the heart. That's right. That's what we discovered and ended with last time. This is emotions come from the heart. Yes. And so maybe they grew up in a home where that was not ever taught Mm -hmm. or they didn't talk like that. And so, and emotions were shoved under the rug. We talked about that. My grandmother said, Hey, we're not going to shove that under the rug. That's right. We need to talk about that. So, um, we don't want to shove emotions under the rug if uh, if we need to talk to God about things because we have people that come to us and say, I just don't understand how a loving God could allow uh-huh. X, Y, Z right. you know, to happen. You hear that Absolutely. a lot, don't you? Yeah. I do too. Or how this could, how God could, you know, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. Right. Uh, or where was God when this happened? Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. All that thing. All all of those questions. And those are unanswerable questions. Right. Uh, a right. lot of times. So we need to connect to God. And uh, we have a lot of emotions connected with that. So, Megan, um, you want to start us off in this conversation? Because I know yeah. that we talked about this. And so I know you have something to say. Yeah. You know, this, this just 
so Susan went last time and was vulnerable and told a vulnerable, vulnerable story. Mm-hmm. So it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to tell a vulnerable story, a little bit about our family. Um, this, this last month we've had, um, uh, something hard that's happened in our family. And because of it, um, I have actually reached out, um, on my own to go see somebody and it's been super powerful for me. Um, Inside of that, what I what I've kind of started learning and started seeing um, inside of my own family of origin with the power of emotion. Um, so, if those that don't know me well, um, I love emotion. Um, I love it in my kids. I love it in my husband. I feel um, more connected to people. Um, I know we talk about that a lot on here, but I really do get a felt sense of it um, whenever it happens. And so, um, I move toward emotion pretty quick. Uh, surprise, surprise! I'm a therapist. But what caught me off guard this time was that for me, I actually had lots of anger and that's not a typical emotion for me to kind of stay in. I will get angry, but I don't necessarily stay there. It's been so fascinating for me and I'll, I'll um, say this quickly so we can move on. But what's so interesting is that um, for a while in this, these last few months, I have felt a gap with me and Jesus. And I've wondered, what is it? Is Am I not trusting um, what's going on here? And through counseling, um, I have a purchase counselor and she was helped me to help it, She helped me realize that I actually just needed to be angry and if I would, if in, in those places where I was going to Jesus or trying to go to Jesus, I would actually gain comfort. And it was just a little bit out of attunement. Um, and, and what that word means is like out of what actually I needed or wanted in the time. So I would get comforted, but actually what I wanted was to stay mad. And that felt really wrong. Um, like how, how come I want to keep staying mad in this place that actually I want freedom from and I want healing from. Um, and so um, what's kind of happened is that as I've allowed myself to be more angry with Jesus, allowing him to come toward me in my anger, I have found actually freedom there. And I, that word keeps coming up today. Um, but I've actually gotten, I, it's actually allowed me to let go of anger instead of keeping it. And so I'm finding myself feeling less and less angry in different moments of my life and more able to be so it's an interesting thing that I'm kind of even learning about Jesus of how do I even in the midst of my pain, go allow him into the places that maybe I don't feel like he should maybe come. And it goes back to that verse that you were talking about, Susan, where he already knows it. Mm-hmm. How do we invite him into it? Well, what I heard you say, first of all, thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But what I heard from all that is Jesus is the safest place in the world for you to be. Mm. That's what I heard. Yeah. Like Jesus is so safe that I can be anything with Jesus. I can be angry if I need to. If I need to, I can be angry. Yes. And uh, because like I had said earlier, you can't shock God. But in that vulnerability with Jesus, like I'm even angry. You just said that you got closer and you were, you know, in that vulnerability that you're finding more peace. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so he's, he, Jesus is so safe. Yes. That he didn't push you away. Exactly. And you didn't push away from from Jesus. And, you know, we talked about uh, Jesus and the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last podcast listeners, if you didn't listen to the podcast last week, you need to go back and listen to that. I highly encourage that. Uh, but we talked about the woman at the well. He didn't push her away. No. 
No. And she was full of shame. Right. Guilt. Mm-hmm. Fear. Yes. And he met her where she was. That's and he right. He met you where you were. That's right. And so that's what I heard from that story. Yeah. Is yeah. that, am I it's, getting it? You are exactly right, Susan. Yeah. So thank you for that. It's amazing what starts to happen when we when we can start to understand actually what's happening and move toward it with inside of ourselves. I actually didn't know what was happening, but whenever I could start to name it mm-hmm. and identify that actually I just am angry and then allow Jesus in the anger, I didn't need to go to him to find comfort. He brought comfort to me inside of my anger. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit of a switch. We're like, I don't have to go towards Jesus to find comfort. I just invite him into where I'm at. And even in my anger, then he brings comfort. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's such a, it's such a small little nuance, but I think it matters. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we need to allow him in on every single Every emotion, That's every right. he wants to be a part of mm. every part yes. of our of our lives. Excuse me, he wants to be a part of every part of our lives. That's right, and not we don't need to compartmentalize mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. from our lives. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes, we yes, don't it need does. to compartmentalize emotion mm-hmm. of our from our lives from God. That's right, uh, and so. He wants to be part of every part of our lives. Yeah. And um, that's what I heard from that. And you develop a stronger connection, a more secure connection with God through Mm -hmm. that. Because again, going back, I know we keep like putting the, I feel like, like hammer down, but that is the power of emotion. It is. Right. Well, I think we need to continue to hammer down. There is, that is, you're right. The most powerful, let's say it again. The most powerful thing in the room is emotion Mm -hmm. and that's proof of it. Yes. Yes. You you know, your story. That's right. And we have even, um, we, we, as we were praying through this, um, time listeners, we kind of had three things kind of come up for us. So Susan, do you want to jump in to maybe one of the biblical, stories that we kind of um, started seeing really Jesus use the same kind of. Oh, yes. Yes. And you too, Megan, we'll just jump in together. But one of the powerful stories that we talked about was Mary Martha, mm-hmm. you know, and when uh, we love that story, but when Lazarus died and Jesus came and Martha runs out mm-hmm. like Jesus, Jesus, you know, where were you? Yeah. You know, and he's, he's done. Well, when she runs out to Jesus, Jesus comforts mm-hmm. Mary. Mm-hmm. He's comforting Mary and in comforting her, he weeps. That's right. Jesus himself cries. Mm-hmm. And you talking about true empathy, meeting her where she is crying over his dear, dear Friend, that's right. And knowing Jesus is going to heal, I love that point. I know, knowing he already knows he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Yet he's weeping, mm-hmm. you know, for his friend and comforting Mary, a uh, Martha. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful picture of the power of emotion, the display 
of that emotion, don't you think? I, I think it's right on. You know, as I as I picture it, honestly, it makes my um, it makes me even tear up thinking about it because I'm I'm like she's just so human in that moment mm-hmm. that she is grieving over a friend. She has no idea that Lazarus is going to be healed. Mm-mm. All she knows is that he is is dead, right? right? And, and so that Jesus didn't get there, in and time. that Jesus didn't get there in time. <laughs> and so knows. so many things are going on for Martha in that moment, and and even the the first words out of her mouth are kind of blaming Jesus. Yes, yes. You didn't get here in time. And yet he was still okay with it. He didn't push mm-hmm. past her. No. He didn't go on to Lazarus. He took time with her mm-hmm. and cared for her, even if he knew what was going to happen in even a few moments. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just think even as we're in pain or if something in our life happens, we can't see the full picture. Mm-hmm. And even though Jesus can, mm-hmm. even though he knows what's to come or why you're going through this pain or how this might strengthen you or your character, right? It, he still cares about the moment that you're in and, and your pain in that moment still matters to him and he's not pushing past it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just think that that's so clear with Martha in that second that he actually took time to not just see her, but actually be there with her and weep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love the picture of that. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Love it. And then you had another phenomenal story. Yeah, it's one of my favorites that um, it, it seems so small. I feel like it maybe it doesn't get to me, maybe the the look that maybe the impact it, doesn't, it has on me, um, it maybe doesn't get that much focus. So what came to mind as we were talking about this was the woman that couldn't stop bleeding. She yes. bled for 12 years yes. and she reached out and she touched um, Jesus' cloak as yes. he was walking. And I think it's so fascinating because Jesus had, had could really have just kept walking. He was actually headed to, to heal somebody, a little girl mm-hmm. that had died or that she was sick at the time. And so he was headed to something pretty important, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't miss the power coming out of him to the girl. Mm-hmm. And so he could have easily kept walking, but he didn't. He chose to turn around and face that, that girl and look her in the face the and woman. care for her. And again, be where she's at. Yes. Yes. The, the bleeding woman, the yes. bleeding woman. It is a magnificent story because he, that was an intentional, intentional move it to was, turn yes. around. And how do you think that made her feel? Right. Yeah. Right. That I'm not just healed. Uh-huh. Right. That, that, that could be enough mm-hmm. that you just healed me, mm-hmm. but you actually love me enough to turn around and pay attention to me and see me mm-hmm. and love me where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, it just does something to it. It takes it to a whole new level. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I was sitting here thinking, finally, I'm seen. Yes. Finally, I'm seen. Mm. After 12 years of bleeding. Yeah. Finally, I'm seen. And I'm not only seen now, I'm healed. Mm-hmm. And she knew Jesus is the healer. Great, great story of compassion and healing and being seen. And, and Susan, I know you hear this a lot in sessions as well. Um, and we talked about this before the podcast, but you know, one of the, the big things I hear is, well, at least it's not worse, or at mm. least, oh, you know, yes. I have food on the table or at least, oh, yes. you know, um, you know, that at least word kind of comes online a lot, I think, um, just in the Christian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it because I think what we're trying to say is, um, this world is hurting. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I think also just looking at these stories and kind of zooming out and kind of doing a bird's eye view, he has taken time with every single person along the way, mm-hmm. right? And in in our small-minded um, humanness, you would think that Lazarus being dead or this child being sick would be the utmost priority, mm-hmm. right? But to Jesus, all of it matters. All of them. So he stopped along the way to every little small thing that was happening. He wasn't rushed. Um, and he took time which with, with each person, mm-hmm. with each story. Um, and so I think what really kind of resonates with me is that um, there's no, what was the word I use? At, at least right. with Jesus. There's right. no at least with Jesus. No. He's got it all. He's got it all. And, you know, every, every miracle was unique in a certain way, dependent on the miracle itself. You know, whoever he was healing, it had a unique touch to it, mm. whether it was a the question he asked or it was the way he healed. It was the faith that brought them to Jesus. It was the way they were brought to Jesus. I'm thinking of the friends that lowered the friend mm-hmm. from the roof. I'm thinking of Bartimaeus, the story I was was telling you, and he asked Bartimaeus what he wanted him to do, yet Bartimaeus was blind. It was very obvious. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of all the way. It was very unique to the one that was healed. Mm, I love that. And Jesus knew what they needed. And the purpose of the healing, Mm -hmm. you know, was it for others to see? Was it for that particular person? Mm -hmm. It was all... Uh, again, we 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 must say he met that that particular need mm-hmm. at that particular moment for yeah. that particular human. So, I, I think that that lands the plane perfectly, Susan. Yes. I mean, we are so distinctly and different different in our emotions and mm-hmm. our humanness, mm-hmm. and all of it matters to him that he is willing to show up just the way we need him in the most perfect way. It is. Whether that him be angry with us, whether that him weep with us, mm-hmm. whether it him just getting down on his knees and acknowledging, mm-hmm. whether it's like the blind man asking him, uh-huh. being curious with him and having the guy, you know, ask for what his need was, but each one was so distinctly different. And I think that that just shows the, um, complexity mm-hmm. of, of God, but also the, um, uniqueness of him being able to show up exactly how each of us need him. Absolutely. Which is the beauty, 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 and the safety, the safety, the of, safety it. of it. So, uh, be completely transparent, be completely honest before God He wants to be a part of every single part Mm -hmm. of our lives. Um, He's the one that created emotions. Mm. So join him in it uh, and and trust him with your own emotions, right? And stay out of the at least ditch. And stay out of the at least (laughs) ditch. That's exactly right. Uh, He'll meet you where you are. I'm going to leave it at that. How about that? That's right, listeners. Uh, Yeah. He'll meet you where you are uh, in the most loving of ways. Yes. So thank you so much, Megan, for this, you know, two, two part podcast. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, you know, I have to. It's been great. I it's have to. Great. Thank you, listeners. Uh-huh. It's been great. We'll see you. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.